Good evening. We are on the topic of the resurrection life, working in our daily situation. So the resurrection life of Jesus is not just uh, applied to when we die. We are resurrected again, even though that is a man thing. But uh, God's resurrection power wants to work in us in our daily situation. And we dealt with, uh, in a case of divorce, singlehood, uh, and how we can be complete in Christ. And this evening, we want to deal with the unexpected tragedies of life. You know, in life, many times certain things happen. Tragedy happens that we did not anticipate. And it can really knock us off balance, the best of us. And uh, in the Bible, there is this story about Lazarus. I'm sure everyone of us are familiar. Mary and Martha and the brother Lazarus. And uh, Lazarus was sick, very sick, and uh, is about to die. And Mary and Martha and this whole family, they are so close to Jesus. And when they talk to Jesus, they tell Jesus, the one you love, that means Lazarus, they, they have such a special, intimate relationship with Jesus. And uh, so you don't expect this kind of things to happen. And even if it has happened, because of your relationship with Jesus, you expect Jesus to come and help to prevent this tragedy from happening. But the truth is, Lazarus died and Jesus did not come and he did not come in time to rescue uh, this situation. And, uh, but when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, Jesus said this in John 11 verse 4. Jesus said this, this sickness will not end in death, but it is for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. So Jesus knew what will happen, that Lazarus would die, but it would not end in death. And Jesus did not hurry to intervene in this situation to prevent death from coming, but rather he is the resurrection. He is the life. And... Uh, we see that God will work in our life according to His purpose and for His glory. He's not, not going to work according to your desperate cry uh, and, and, and what. He will work according to His purpose for His glory. And uh, His glory is to allow Lazarus to experience death and he's going to bring him back 
to life again. So there are tragedies in life that happens that we do not understand. Mary and Martha did not understand why Lazarus has to die at such a young age and why Jesus did not intervene in time to help them. So you can see God at times will allow us to go through tragedies uh, and we don't understand. But the truth is God is in control. Jesus knew exactly what, what is going to happen. So God is in control. He's working according to His purpose for His glory. And we need to learn to just trust Him in those uh, times that we really do not understand why such tragedy happens, why such suffering and pain. But we know that God will work according to His purpose and for His glory. But unfortunately, this kind of suffering, this kind of pain because of unexpected tragedy can hit us so hard that we uh, may react in a way that, that doesn't glorify God. And Mary and Martha, even though they love Jesus so much, especially Mary being so sensitive to the Lord and love Jesus really, really much. And uh, in this occasion, because of this unexpected tragedy, she was not off her balance. She was not behaving in a way that, that she normally does. So that is something that we, we need to take heed. As I say, the best of us in those times, we could uh, uh, lose our balance and... Uh, we begin to blame God, we begin to murmur against God for what has happened. So you see in verse 20 of John 11, when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, by now Lazarus was dead. And in fact, he, has, he had died four days and is buried. So any sign of hope, restoration, healing is all gone because not only is he dead, but now he's, he's decaying, his body is decaying, it stinks. There's no chance, there's no hope of uh, restoration in, uh, in, in this situation. And so there are times that God will take us to a position where, humanly speaking, there is no hope. The sense of pain, suffering, sorrow, despair, just overwhelm us. It overwhelmed Mary and Martha. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. After he had, after, uh, was, oh, okay, let's stop here. So Mary, her body language is, instead of like the usual Mary, 
If Jesus is coming, she will be there waiting for Jesus. She will be rushing out to welcome Jesus. But on this occasion, Martha went out to meet with Jesus, but Mary couldn't be bothered. You know, the body language of Mary is saying, what's the point of you coming? It's too late. He's dead. You know, there is that kind of uh, frustration that, that causes her to just lose that kind of enthusiasm and passion for Jesus. So that is what her body language is telling us. But Martha does know better, even though she went out to meet with Jesus, but it was complaint, it was murmur against Jesus. Only if you have come earlier, only if you have been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, it's the same message and saying, it's too late for you to come. You know, all hope is gone. But after Martha murmured against Jesus, in verse 28, after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Can you see their disappointment at Jesus for his delay in their SOS request for him to come and help. So they allowed their personal loss and grief and pain to take control of their life to overshadow their love for Jesus, which normally happens. Uh, to, to a lot of people. And uh, when Mary opened her mouth, Mary said exactly the same thing as what Martha had said to Jesus. If only you had been here, my brother would not have died. So can you see, they, before Jesus came, when death happened to Lazarus, you can be sure they are all talking the same thing murmuring and uh, beside grieving and, and they are murmuring and say, if only the master or, or, or Jesus had come. And even though Mary and Martha, they believe in the resurrection, but they only believe the resurrection in the last day. It's just like so many of us. We believe in the resurrection, but we believe, yes, it's in the last day. But Jesus is, through these miracles, through these incidents, He's trying to speak to us. He's trying to uh, 
conveyed to Martha and Mary, uh, and Mary so that they will believe that He is the resurrection. Now, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am. Not I will be. I am the resurrection. Jesus wants us to believe that the resurrection life is for now. It's for here. Not just in the last day. But Mary and Martha, they believe in the resurrection. But the last day, they believe Lazarus will come back to life again. But not now. But in the last day. So can you see why this important miracles take place? Because God is speaking to you and I. God is speaking to Mary and Martha. The resurrection is for now. The resurrection is here because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. So when we really believe the resurrection is for now, our reaction when tragedies happen, when pain, disappointment comes to us, it will be different as compared with those who are hopeless, those who do not believe in the resurrection now. And that's what happened to Mary and Martha and to all the Jews who are around because they only believe the resurrection to be in the last day. So now they just moan, they just weep, they just blame because of the pain, because of the hurts. And many people, Christians, when tragedy happens, that's, what, that's how we react because we believe the resurrection is in the future. But it's not now. Whereas God wants us to believe Jesus is the resurrection. He is the life. And when we believe, He will be able to work His resurrection power in this situation. And in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, He said, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who has no hope. Do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. That means those who have no hope when tragedy happens, when things happen, they will react. And most people will begin to find a scapegoat to vent their pain and sorrow and anger on instead of facing themselves and the, the reality of the problem. So just to elevate the pain, we find somebody to blame. And Martha and Mary, they did exactly like those who do not believe in the resurrection now. So the resurrection power is working now. What are the situations that you're facing? Problems that you encounter that you need the resurrection power to work. Your situation could be a gone case, just like Lazarus, dead for four days, sting, decaying, worms eating out the body. But there is the resurrection power now. Now, 
In verse 24 of John 11, Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this? So Jesus is telling us that his resurrection power is now. He wants to work now. Do you believe it? Because if we do, we will react, respond in a different way as compared with those who are without hope. And uh, look at uh, verse 38. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone lay across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad order, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So Jesus is asking them, do you believe? And Jesus is saying, did I not tell you? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. So all the time, God is preparing us to face unexpected tragedy, problems, difficulties that we have in life. If we hold on to the word of Jesus, if we believe what he says, when things happen, we will be fully equipped to deal with the situation instead of allowing our emotion to overtake us and have a better of us. And... Uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus is able to come into our life, come into the tragedy of our life, come into a dead relationship because Lazarus is gone, a dead relationship, and bring about resurrection, restoration of that relationship. Even though now it may sting, Humanly speaking, it may not be possible to be restored again. But the resurrection power is able to restore a relationship that is gone, that is foul, uh, that doesn't seem to have any way of restoration. What do we need to do in order for this restoration to come? How do we 
allow God to work in our life so that relationship can be restored again. Life can be restored again. Let's come back to that verse that we read earlier in verse 38. Jesus once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Jesus said, take away the stone. Take away the stone. In order for the resurrection power of God to work in our situation, we need to take away the stone. We need to remove the rock that hinders the resurrection power from working. That stone is a seal of death. It's a seal of barrier. It's a seal that is a sign of hopelessness. But Jesus said, you remove that stone. So that his resurrection power can come in to that hopeless situation, to that death, and bring life to that situation. So, but Martha responded, but Lord, said Martha, by this time there is a bad order, for he has been there four days. So that stone symbolized defensiveness. Now when Jesus says something, we always have, but. So if we keep defending, justifying our human reasoning, we will stop the resurrection power from working in our life. That stone symbolizes hardness of heart, that rock, that stone. We are not willing to respond, to listen to the words of Jesus because we have our own reason. Just like Martha, Lord, it's thing. But we need to remove the rock in order for the resurrection to take place. And what does that rock represent in your life? that is hindering Jesus from working in you, releasing his resurrection power in you so that you have a new life. Defensiveness we mentioned, self-protective response. Some people, when Jesus wants to release his resurrection power into them by giving them a new life, they begin to deflect attention and begins to criticize the person who speaks to them. I think we know when somebody is protecting themselves, when you speak to them, then they will talk about something else. You know, you also do this. You also are like that. Or someone you know, that, that they sin against and you tell them, they say, oh, you know, you think that person is so good. You see, so th those kind of self-protective response will hinder the resurrection life of Jesus from entering into you. 
So we need to focus on the present situation. You know, it's amazing, amazing. You can be a professor, you can be somebody who is so scholarly, so um, well-educated. But when somebody, someone were to speak against you, you know, immediately there, are, there is that defensiveness, there is that uh, self-protectiveness. You talk about something bad about the person. It's, it's amazing how this kind of thing happened to the most learned. And so it, it's like, the person is like saying, you know, I am right and you are wrong. So they, they started a kind of, you know, power play uh, that uh, in our midst. But unless you remove that stone, that rock, the resurrection power is not going to come. Unless you remove your self-protectiveness and focus on that problem that God is highlighting, you will not have new life. And then that rock that we need to remove maybe a judgmental and condemning kind of attitude. If only, Lord, you have come earlier, this thing would not have happened. So sometimes in our human relationship, yes, there is sin, there is death, there is hurt, there is problem. But negative criticism out of bitterness, anger, unforgiveness will not bring about resurrection. So we've got to remove those kind of judgmental, condemning attitudes. But rather we move with the compassion, just like Jesus had in his heart. So his tears was a tears of, I think it's a mixture of both. He wept because of their unbelief and also there is that compassion in his heart for those who are hurting and those who suffer loss. So we got to remove the rock that hinders the resurrection from, from happening. And uh, some of the rock that we need to remove for some people is the nagging, nagging, demanding kind of attitude that provokes anger in the listener. Okay, in relationship because we are talking about the death of a relationship. If you want to see resurrection ha happen, you want to see restoration happen, now some of us have got to stop nagging, got to stop demanding and provoking anger in a person that you are talking to. We need to be patient, we need to trust God. Even though things happen, bad things happen, it's not because you talk, you criticize, you demand, 
life will be changed. It will not happen that way. And we just have to trust God that He will work out His purpose. He will work out His plan. We don't understand. We don't understand why it's taking so long. We don't. But we believe in the resurrection. We believe Jesus is the resurrection. If He wants to work on it now, He can. But we just trust in Him that He works according to His purpose. He works according to His plan. And we must remove that rock, whatever that rock is. Look at this story here in Mark 5, 38 to 40. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After he put them out, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. So here, the synagogue leader, one who loved God, his child was dead. And he pleaded for Jesus To come. You know, this happened before the child died. But by the time they come, the child was dead. And uh, so when they came to the house, Jesus told them, this child is not dead. She's going to come back to life again. But the people begin to mock him. You see, they show contempt towards Jesus. So this will destroy relationship. This will not uh, facilitate restoration to take place. When you talk with contempt, it's poison to your relationship with people. Because to show contempt is disrespectful and uh, is making the other person feel bad about themselves. So they laugh at Jesus, they mock at Jesus. So in order for resurrection to take place, Jesus has to cast them out, move them out of the room. They are a hindrance to what he can do what the resurrection power can do. So it's only after they are removed from the room with the parents, with the disciples, Jesus raised that child back to life again. So if we want to, so this is another rock that we need to remove, the contempt. Some people, they are just so disrespectful of people. They speak with kind of attitude. That is so contemptuous. You know, it provokes you to, 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 to anger. But in order for resurrection to take place, we have to show respect. We have to show honor in that relationship. 
before anything can happen. So we got to remove that rock of contempt away. And uh, we need to understand resurrection will only come after death. So if we want to experience more of the resurrection power of Jesus, we need to be prepared to face all kinds of challenges, situations where we need to die to self in order that His resurrection power may manifest through us. Philippians 3.10, Paul says, I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of His resurrection and participate in His suffering, become like Him in His death so that somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So Paul understood, in order for him to experience the resurrection life, those suffering, those problems, those death, deadly situations, are ways that God's resurrection power will come in and His glory will shine forth through those situations, just like what he did in Lazarus' situation. If Lazarus is not dead, his glory, the resurrection power, and life will not be able to be demonstrated. So in order for a greater manifestation of his glory in us, we have to walk through uh, many deadly situations uh, and we will see the glory of God. We will, as we humble ourselves, as we trust in Him, we will see the glory of God uh, manifesting. So, I hope tonight we understand that God is saying to us that He is the resurrection and His resurrection power wants to work in us now. And that's why many times we face deadly situations, we face unexpected kind of problem, tragedy, and we don't understand. And instead of murmuring against God, when we believe He is the resurrection and the life, we will hold on to Him, we will trust in Him, we will believe His word, and we will see the glory of God coming into those situations. And we need to remove that rock, that hardness, rock of self-defense, justification, uh, rock of uh, this nagging, complaining, contemptuous. We've got to remove those bad attitudes away so that the resurrection life of Jesus can come in and raises up, raise and work miracles in those situations and bring about full restoration life into our situation. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for reminding us again, you are, our Lord Jesus, is the resurrection and the life. And it is now, that your resurrection power wants to work in us. And Father, we 
realize that this will only come through suffering, to death, to difficult situation. And Lord, we pray that when we go through this kind of situation, we will not murmur against you, but rather we will continue to trust and believe that you are the resurrection, you are the life. And Lord, help us to take heed to your word so that we may see the glory of God coming in our life. Bless your people, I pray, especially those who are going through difficult times. May this word awaken them so that they will trust you, they will turn towards you and believe now. It's now that you want to work your resurrection power in us, in our situation. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.